0: So You've
1: never been to West. Yeah. I have now, and can see the football
0: ground.
2: Well, you want
1: to be careful your carbon footprint, you know, man. Uh, uh,
2: Two nights in a holiday, holiday. doesn't get better than that. Welcome to the Fallout Podcast, Episode Seventy. The Spur Room is fine, though a little haunted. It's a futile fall showdown. All five hundred and twenty-five songs approximate. Going head-to-head in an ultimate, probably to be repeated, showdown split into four ears. Seven, seven, eight, five, eight, six, nine, three. I don't even like eras. I don't like to talk about it. It's a mojo thing. Joined tonight by Michelle Pippington Latex Rugby. He bought it off the Baptist. What you got to say for yourself? I bought it off the Baptist, but my grin is elf. Beautiful. Lord Sage Temple, irrelevant to latent sex and shock your lizard.
3: Shit in a shave.
2: Sometimes it's all you need. T-bone Pemberton Walker, a walker in the home of walkers with a particular goatee smell. What do you say for yourself? Little as possible, usually. And Tiny Tim Toir Bongiello complexion. <laughs> Is he with us? He
1: squeezed his, he squeezed his way into the yeah.
2: Beautiful. And I'm tiny, big three beards. It was always going to be a matter of time. But before we get into stuff, maybe 20 or 30 minutes on a band that only has a vague connection to the fall. Why not? Bill, what are we doing tonight? Well, uh, I've been volunteered
1: to do a Futures and Past on the Doors, uh, possibly because they're one of the names on my personal follow bingo card, um, and it's not unknown for me to make references. So tonight, picked a few Doors tunes to listen to um, that we can kind of mull over in terms of their influence on the ball. So um, the Doors were a band from the '60s in America. They famously met at uh, UCLA Film School. Ray Manzarek, who played keyboards, and Jim Morrison, who was some kind of uh, of the Doors wannabe sham poet. <laughs> you believe the mythology? I'm just going to talk about the mythology because that's all important all for this, isn't it? Um, so I thought I'd start off with. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to go for the usual suspects hopefully today. I'm going to play some different kinds of tunes, but just stuff that I think accentuates the kind of influence on the uh, on the, the fall. I'm going to start off with the track off the second album, called *Strange Days*, and it's the title track off that. Album. At the start of that, you heard the toms playing away with a very uh, nice crash cymbal at the end, which always reminds me of um, Figure Walks behind you and the entire tom layering. So it's. John Densmore was the drummer at the doors. Um, I think one of the things, and Robbie Krieger is the guitarist. Um, I think one of the things that's really important to remember with them is the fact that Robbie Krieger was a classically trained guitarist, a flamenco style guitarist, always played with his fingers for right, like drum. John Densmore, a jazz drummer uh, on the first single that they put out, Grey Con Through, is a uh, bossa nova beat, sort of a standard rock and roll beat. Um, and the other thing that the, the time was for was, uh, Morrison's love of poetry. Um, and I just so I'm gonna play. I, I want to play a couple of different tunes here. So I'm gonna play a little bit off another track called "False Latitudes, which is more of a spoken word one really. To
3: say when the still sea conspires in armor, and her sullen and aborted currents breed tiny monsters. True sailing is dead. Awkward instant, and the first animal is jettisoned. Legs furiously pumping their stiff.
1: So you can already start to hear the this sort of love of spoken word, textures, almost skittish kind of approach to some of the pieces that they put together. Morrison's love of kind of juxtaposing soft spoken word with uh, screeching, uh, banshee type cries on top, all of which I think has influenced Dawes uh, and their approach to, uh, sorry, the fall and their the approach to writing stuff. Um, I've got a couple of other tunes that I wanted to play as well. You want to see what anybody else got side do you Yeah,
2: why not? It's uh, Ezra, Th- have they um, been a band you've ever been into or see any connection to these fall chaps?
3: Yeah, I can certainly see a connection. Um, I never really thought about it, you know, like, The Doors are one of those bands that their whole, like, mythos and um, legendary status, it kind of eclipses the artistic value <laughs> The musical value of much of their work for me, because you have to contend with, I mean, you know, at least, I don't know how things are now, but when I was growing up and going through my my musical fandom days as a teenager, it was very difficult to escape doors, posters, doors, t-shirts... It was around the time that Oliver Stone Released, I think it was Oliver Stone Wasn't it, who yeah, did the uh, The, the Doors, Jim Morrison movie With Val Kilmer um, And yeah, I mean musically When like when I got around to listening to them The first two albums I'm quite fond of um, And I would listen to them again You know, I like that kind of jazz Drumming, um, but yeah The the ubiquity Has just always kind of stopped me From really rooting down into Them I think.
2: Well one thing that i say is they are known like the fall as a student band in the sense that they're a band that you that a lot of people get into when they're in college or university and they have a doors phase or a fall phase. Um and that's used to dismiss them sometimes. But I think there yeah, it's wonderful stuff and that cabaret edge with the spoken word poetry that's why I see yeah comes through a lot in Smithy stuff and, and yeah like things like <clears throat> what was the song that ripped off Love Street that we listened to the other week. <coughs> I mean some of it's blend Latent is clear that this was an influence on um <clears throat> on Craig and, and Steve and uh and Matt. Yeah,
1: so the, the next tune that I picked as well um riffs on some other ideas as well, like the, the love of the occult and sort of like folk imagery, that type of thing. So the next tune that I'm gonna play is Not to Touch the Earth off the third album, Wave the Sun. So they did they did they were around for about three years and they did six albums in that time, so like six studio albums. Um and this third one, Not to Touch the Earth, actually lifts lines from The Golden Bow by J. G. Fraser. Um but what I what I find interesting is the arrangement on it because I think because they're not from your standard sort of blues I mean they they, they were a blues band, they did blues out, but because they, they had these other influences well you'll start to hear on this that uh, that the guitar approaches it in a very different way. To touch the earth, not to see the sun, nothing left to do but run, run, run. Let's run, let's run. How so they've got this like much more theatrical like you say cabaret involved style uh, of writing songs uh, and performance in particular and I think in a lot of the live door stuff you can hear how he, he holds the uh, attention of the crowd very similar where we've used the word shamanic or to talk about it, smithy and that's something that perhaps Morrison leaned a bit too heavily on a bit too on the nose perhaps for some of this stuff but um, the last bit that I want to play is, uh, is just a reference to those cheesy little breaks that they put in, which I think is another uh, another fall isn't that is uh smart, which I think they've lifted and uh, perhaps wouldn't have had the same level of confidence that uh, about my western <laughs> I love the friends I have gathered together at this thin route We have constructed pyramids in honor of our escaping. This is the land with a pharaoh. They sort of effortlessly slip between that brooding darkness and then the absolute cheese ball cabaret that comes in. So, so yeah, so a well-known group. Hopefully a few tracks there that kind of shine a light on some of their other stuff, which I think is probably worth Yeah.
2: What, um, uh, Alistair, <clears throat> have you got any time for these youngsters?
0: I've yeah, got be, like, very complimentary about them. I think they're fucking shit. Um, <laughs> not to have whatsoever for the Doors completely off its own ass. Um I mean the only the, the phrase that like springs to mind when I think of Jim Morrison is one that um, Ken on WFMU sort of like put up for like the track listing for John Lennon, song which is another alcoholic wife beater and uh, I think that's about the nearest thing you get to the fall with the uh, the Doors um, <laughs> reminds me a bit of Chester <laughs> Day uh, uh, Jim well, the, Morrison's best thing was his supermarket Um and uh, yeah, I started the Vietnam War as well. So,
2: all in all, we all think they're great. And they're just like the fall (laughs) in many ways. All right. Well, let's leave on a high note then and move into... Thank you, Philip, for that. It was delightful. Um, Let's move on to tonight's uh, playlist. So we have My New House up against Craigness. Couples versus Jobless Mid-30s. Don't get confused. Couples versus Jobless Mid-30s is one song versus Happy Song. Michael Sinkers versus Married Two Kids. I Can Hear the Grass Grow versus Taken Off. And once again, you ask, why is there so many songs? Songs from that last bit. Well, if you were here last time you'd know. So first up, My New House. Thank you. Ah, it's delightful, and as we've all been saying this week, the the the, tr- the playlist this week has all in all been a, a great listen um, And this is a highlight, so Pip has his customary, My New House, This Nation, Saving Grace, 1985 Yeah, it's great when this track kicks off,
1: and I, it, it really, uh, I've heard it tons of times before But this week, I think it was after, um, was it last week, the Sonic Youth thing I really could hear Sonnet Youth in this track it was uh, that was the main thing that sort of jumped out to me is my my new but story. it's a uh, cover did they really yep. i'll have a listen a i'll
2: have a listen in a minute but carry on talking yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense so uh
1: i think it's great when it comes in this the stripped down stone really works it's very catchy and repetitive um uh i think uh mez is, mez is there and he's doing his thing i don't think it's the best show in of mez to be honest with you and I, I had a bit of a shill bottle experience with it as well to be honest with you first couple of right listening to it and then after a few listens i was thinking hey, it drags on a little bit this and it's it, it's only really one idea that they, they keep they, they keep sort of drilling in um so I'd, I'd, had, I'd had moments that kind of really find it catchy and then other moments think is, do anything else this this track um then it sort of picks the tempo up about a minute and a half in, doesn't it as a slight sort of speed up in the track uh and i quite like the baseline as well it's quite a lopsided arrangement for it which i think works really well but it's just it's just, it's just missing missing something else from you this tune it just, just goes on a little bit too long for a pop song but um I, the other thing I spotted is the reference to number thirteen at the end and I wondered if that was a Mr. James uh reference from the story number thirteen. That's what Mr Reagan hanging himself but it's uh that's a pop up uh politics or not I'm not quite sure but um I think it's it's a nice pop song what they've done much better uh, and it's not it's all right
2: no I, in some ways maybe it does suffer a little bit from a lot of what This Nation's Saving Grace does, and that's why it hasn't done quite as well, I think, as some of the earlier albums. Even though the songs are there, there might be something missing a little bit in the production. But that's our taste, isn't it? Because the the man on the street thinks it's their best record, so what what do we know? Well, Let's have a listen to Sonnet Youth. So basically, when Sonnet Youth did that um, Peel session, where they covered all songs, this is one of the songs they chose, but we didn't like that. So when we talked about them for like 25 minutes, we could be to mention that uh, at all maybe we do like it let's have a listen maybe- <laughs> So they more or less turn it into the glitter band, beefing it up. Does that do it for you, Pip? That's oh, quite nice. It's a bit lively, what I didn't like about these Sonnet Youth covers is that they try to sing like Mark Smith, which is, you know, one of the best things about Sonnet Youth is that mix of uh, Thurston Moore and Kim Gordon's kind of voices. I don't need to hear them pretending to be Mark Smith. Um, Ezra, what do you what do you make of uh, my new house?
3: No, I think it's really fucking special. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Sorry, man. He just he just been like off so
2: that you've been doing impression of marquis smith and that introduces you doing an impression of marquis smith <laughs> hey listen this is <laughs> what
3: it is no one's here to listen to me excellent <laughs> i'm usually <laughs> impressions so that just like straight over my head uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah you know, really mm. uh, oh yeah no fucking great i mean the only thing it's missing is a donald pleasant's reference um it's fucking great yeah like One thing I love is um, the lyrics. It it goes straight into, like, uh, he's just singing about his house, and he's like, and I get miffed at the damn polyester fills. The interior is a prison unconscious. Interior is a prison unconscious. And then he just zips straight back into the chorus. My new house, you should see my new house. (laughs) Wash the drawers of pills. It's got windowsills. And yeah, I, I just love that the interior is a prison unconscious bit. It, it, it's fucking brilliant and it's brilliant the way that he just gets into it and then basically just leaves it there. <laughs> and it is back to um the neighbours hanging themselves or whatever. Fucking brilliant One of the best CNN tracks I reckon It's oh, yeah. definitely uh, it's up there With the containers And the drivers And some of the Very excellent tracks So five thumbs up
2: From me I'll give you I'm calling it Best song on that album um, um, We don't really know How he feels About his new house Which is good The ambiguity is uh he doesn't like Getting them bills Though does he Oh, fact, Who, who does smooth, Who does Phil Come on Don't get me started Alistair What do you think About uh, the poll tax
0: The poll tax Was very Interesting, uh, William Pitt. No, uh, the yeah, what's his name? what's Tyler, that's a fucker. <laughs> uh, that's the original Paul Tucks, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's a follow up from No Bulbs because it's like going about No Bulbs in, my, in this flat, like, and then kind of like moved on to like getting his new house. Uh, and it's a very nice song about a new house, and you should see it. Um, but uh, yeah, it really reminds it really reminds me of an ex. This one, like, um, who bought a new house, like, and it was like two songs off this nation Serving's grace, which like really sort of like uh, to me it was like theme tune for her. So it was my new house and a uh, spoiled Victorian child. Uh, but yeah, I think you've both been a bit um, harsh with um... Oh, you're,
2: you're being harsh if we're talking about harshness here. I hope... This kitten's oh, got gosh. claws.
0: <laughs> <laughs> take, take me a bit south of Wigan, and this is what happens to me. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
2: It's a, it's a hidden track cog.
0: Called... I'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think Phil's a bit un- unfair, really, with um, saying it's it's like just, like, one idea. I mean, Are like, you starting like, it with like, the doors? Bit, I know, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're like, falling on for repetition, aren't they? And, like, just, like, proper going for it with, with a riff, like, you know, uh, and sticking with it and getting the groove out of it. And um, they do extract some some very nice grooviness, like, you know. It's like rough, really lovely guitar sounds on it. You know, it's just like that's proper dirty, scratchy, slightly out of tuney feel to it. Like you know, um, which really ticks boxes for me. And like, I'm dead surprised that more bands don't do. You know, Um, this is kind of did it a little bit, but they were still like more far more melodic, more poppy. Um, but yeah, I think it's a damn good song, and it's shame yeah, it's up against uh, another really stronger.
2: It is, but um, I'm with you on all that stuff. I think it's splendid, and I, uh, I'm going to disagree with Mister Rigby about the repetition. I think it's repetition, done right, in this sense, I think yeah, I yeah. could listen to that.
0: The Sonic Youth version that you played sounded like well rough. Um no, it's like it seemed like a really bad cassette copy that had been stuck down the back of a sofa for fifteen years. So uh, the kind of
2: thing you'd love. Well, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. G- generally, it is like, but there, you, there's clear versions where you can actually hit drums a bit in there. Yeah, it uh, worth checking that out, nice. and I've got a bit like a bit of vinyl.
2: Right, <laughs> don't tell that. Don't, buddy. Advertise it. It's illegal. <laughs> home, <laughs> home taping is killing music. Got a naughty record. <laughs> I like the unusual arrangement. I think it's it kind of is a good bridge between the old and new fall. I think it does have that wonkiness and doesn't quite go as smooth as some stuff on the album. I think it's Craig, probably just dirty in the water enough. It's nice, but it's not nice, and uh, it kind of uh, that kind of pulsating beat that just kind of uh, trudges along and, yeah, Smith, although vocally maybe he doesn't. I think that laid-back thing works, but maybe a a little bit more lively could have have done something else with it, but I think his lyrics save the day anyway. The, The Halifax copter sure dropped me a cropper because i mean if you're of our generation you probably remember what that means right maybe not halifax no the, the halifax one then there was the other one i think was for double glazing windows right where the chap landed the helicopter there was a spate of helicopter related adverts <laughs> in the 80s barrett's Barrett, Barrett. right does yeah, he mention yeah. barrett's in this as well i don't think he does.
1: no i don't think he does um, he
2: Clear sort of tar fence surrounds it. The razor blades eject when I press eject. Um, the spur room is fine, though a little haunted by Mister Reagan, who hung himself at number thirteen. Yeah, interesting stuff. Good. It's, a, it's a
1: great James story number thirty. Well, it's
2: it's the part. one where there's the where the room only appears at certain times, right? Or it's where he can see somebody from
1: his room in a room that's that's nearby. uh something's happening in the
2: room. 13. And he goes in, and in the night time he can go in and find thirteen, but then the next morning. Um, the there's only 12 and 14. Um, yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um, shall we see what Tim thinks? Yeah.
1: So, I shall open the golden envelope and reveal his view. He says, My new house, weird stuff. Clattering and shambling and sounds at odds with the album somehow. I've never really liked it much. Seems to like any sort of substance beyond just the one line over and over. But I really enjoyed it this week. It was sort of hypnotic, confusing shit.
2: Yeah, it's... Um, it's divided us in a good way, but it is up against a, a much less well-known, though still delightful tune, "Craigness" off uh, Escape Route EP, and also on the wonderful "Frightening" some versions back in 1984. <music> Very sweet indeed, Ezra.
3: Craigness. Yeah, this is a real gem, I think. Um, the the musically it's like someone put a threw a spanner in the jungle pop works. It just <laughs> it's got what it's got such an interesting arrangement to my ears.
2: Very Barrett-ish, I thought. Very Sid Barrett. Yeah. Yeah,
3: you know, yeah, definitely, definitely that. And the, the whole you know, Smith's delivery as well is really nice and kind of upfront and lyrically it's really resting but i really i'm not at all sure what it's about um the first time i heard this track which was maybe a couple of years ago uh when i got the version of the Wonderful and Frightening, which also has that track on. I was really enjoying the whole album. It's the first time I'd ever heard it, which was a glaring omission. Um, and this track I really loved. And I loved it also for the fact that it's referencing a great movie, Dead of Night. Uh, I, maybe I shouldn't have said great movie. um It's a great B movie. And if you like horror and slasher movies, you will really enjoy it. And Donald Pleasants in this movie, I think he's based on the kind of RD lang school of like real progressive like kind of psychiatrists and psychologists who came up from the 60s under the influence of the whole psychedelic revolution and tried really kind of liberal um have really kind of liberal attitudes to insanity which you know i think there's a strong argument that that was a good pushback uh against the you know the state of like caring for the mentally ill (laughs) that we were in at that time but you know, some of them pushed it a little bit too far. And Donald Pleasance is playing this kind of guy. And he's just sitting in his office getting getting stoned with the new with the new doctor on his weird Indian peace pipe. And he's like, Yeah, it's like the wise men say, Mind moving fast is crazy. Mind moving slow is saint, but mind stopped. And then he goes into a Donald Pleasance stare. And he's like, It's God and for me that's like one of the greatest moments in cinema so and it it was actually a piece of dialogue that I sampled and used extensively for a while in like my own performances so it was wonderful to hear that again and but even without that with this kind of like loping kind of psychedelia with this kind of effects overload at the end I think it's a glorious piece of weirdness
2: beautiful you talk about you said Dead of Night but dead. I think I think the Donna Pleasant ones is a is a different title because I think isn't Dead of Night the one the one where the it is a psychiatrist and, he, and it's like a, a a portmanteau, it has a bunch of smaller stories in it, the one with the um I only said that because Smith, uh, you might be right. Smith mentions Dead so, of what's Night. The name is, of that? So, so the, the one with all the the bits in it, is, like it has the talking ventriloquist dummy, is is called Dead of Night. But the one that you're describing, I can't remember what that one's called. But oh, is know. that
1: Asylum? That's correct. That one is got um, that weasel in it, it? and uh, Robert Powell yes I've seen that it's it's uh, it's asylum that one uh, it's a cracker that uh, I've done because I was trying to think what the other one was with Donald Pleasant things I don't
2: think I've seen that one I want to watch that the, well the, the asylum one if you talking about with Donald Pleasant I don't know that one but that maybe that's what we're talking about but the um the, the one um, dead of night Smith mentions in renegade as as they don't make films like that anymore so I went and watched it I didn't see I, I think I'd seen it before I hadn't seen it for years years, but it's, um, it's, it's got four or five short stories that are all based around, they're all tied back in together um this overarching theme, but... Um... Just don't make portmanteau films the no, yeah, big ones, not at all. Um, but yes, yes, we digress. What, um, what about Alistair? What do you think of? Craig? I believe it's alone in the dark. Ah, oh, okay, um, nice. That's, that's the pleasant, pleasant, yeah, yeah pleasant. That's yeah. good. Yeah,
0: Donald Pleasant used to look like that goalkeeper from Man United. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, Craig, this charming little ditty, innit? Um, it reminds me a little bit, of sort of like a skiffly kind of number, like but kind of like slow skiffle. I'm not sure if there's like drums used on the brushes, but I do like the sort of like minimal snare bass drum approach uh, with the drums it's like dead like slide uh, great performance from the group I, I really like the production because it's dead unfussy dead natural sounding uh, and at the end there's no fade out you just got loads of shitty noise and then cutting it off dead fucking fantastic
2: that's what you want isn't it it's cop out that that uh, fade out stuff yeah yeah
0: rubbish stuff
2: no absolutely you I think, um, like I said it, it reminded me a lot of Sid Barrett and although it isn't an acoustic I don't think there might be one buried in the mix there, but it does feel like it's an acoustic kind of tune uh similar like we were just saying on the last one which is a wonky kind of acoustic thing and uh, it has that um that kind of gentle and meandering in a weird unsettling kind of way and some very unnecessary but beautiful shouting about two and a half minutes in which i loved uh digs a deep groove, and apparently from what um i said to fall saying is it it does, again, talk about an apartment they lived in. So that's two, possibly three this evening that talk about where they lived. Um, and, of course, he, he, as long as my new house, he wrote second house now, later. Like, uh, is that a new fax emerge? Maybe a little bit earlier. But anyway, a d- delightful tune that I didn't really know. Probably heard it a few times through the years, but certainly not, not one I was super familiar with. How about Timothy?
1: Uh, Newsporks. Phenomenal track, oozes atmosphere and weirdness, the synced up verse and guitar sound wonderful. I love the way the vocals are multi-tracked too to make the chorus and mes Wistful and introspective in the back, building to that magnificent screech up front. Is this the day in the life moment, with that magnificent ending? I think it's a rhetorical
2: question. No, this is the answer, <laughs> but it's good. That's a rhetorical answer. Exactly. Um Sweet, sweet indeed. And what do you think, Philip? Yes,
1: I really like this. Uh the first thing I've written down is don't say country teasers who are, because it's I, I think this is another tune that they've obviously taken to heart. I get I get the Barrett thing. I didn't make that connection actually whilst I was listening to it, but I, I tell you what, it reminds me a little bit more of is when um sort of post-part life blur wanted to they, they had a little bit of a Sid Barrett thing, didn't they? There's a few tunes on there with Ray and Sid Barrett. Reminds me a bit more. More like that it's a bit more together than anything sid barrett actually recorded on his own it's it actually resolves in places doesn't it and it's it's quite a beautiful arrangement um yeah like you i love that just for screaming for no apparent reason whatsoever i think mean, perfectly um i, I love the, the sort of, it's very low-fi isn't it cardboard box sort of drums and um yeah and i, I picked up on the vocal layering as well which I, I think works great on this track for um, for my money, I'm going to tell you now. I, I just think it's worked better than the previous one. I just think more interesting things going on, and it just
2: I looked forward to this. Indeed, just having a, a look at that track list of that EP, the wonderful and frightening Escape Route Two. It's got Old Brother, Creep, Pat Trip, Dispenser, No Bulbs, Drago's Guilt. That's a pretty damn nice EP. Um, okay. doesn't list Craigness here though, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe that's uh it's, something's going awry. Um, or maybe Craigness was on the original. Original, the original one and uh I was getting myself mixed up there. Amateurs yeah. in it amateur hour over here. Fall when you exactly. Um anyway, it was released at some point by the fall. And the uh, record by some yeah.
1: it. yeah, music and shit. So when when
2: when we this first popped up As much as I like Craigness I thought it would be an easy win For my new house But I i am not feeling that way right now uh, You've already kind of made it clear, Philip
1: mm-hmm.
2: Okay, what about Tim?
1: He's also gone for Craigness Ooh
2: What about Alistair? Oh, I'm going to get a bit of balance going here I'll go for my new house yeah. Okay You know it's a cover And uh, <laughs> Ezra More or less got the deciding vote Because I'm going my new house Oh. That was
3: always gonna be greatness for me. Okay. Um yeah. I, I, I do feel very I, I, I do feel that my new house may have a strong chance of another bite of the cherry. I would hope so if we're all right thinking.
1: <laughs> Why were you looking at me when you said that? <laughs> no I was account. actually
3: looking at the fern <laughs> which is by the side of my computer screen. <laughs> so that was the only thing I that's the only thing I know that is actually right thinking.
2: Alrighty. Well, that's an optimistic way to look at it and there is, it does have a chance, but it, this is a giant killing, no two ways about it. Um, and so Ragnus goes through. Interesting. Yeah. And that brings to to, that's a good omen. It is I've indeed
1: some funky horse trailing this week.
2: Well, you haven't you, you try to make a case for switching around as we have Songs from that last era, you tried to make a case, but you didn't have any success. And so, no success, <laughs> you tried to get us to move the, the songs around so that um, Happy Song would have a more of a chance up against taking off. But uh, I see where you're going, but uh, Mr. Machiavelli isn't uh, he's obviously on his holidays. But let's listen to Couples versus Jobless Mid 30s off. New facts emerge. Oh, hey. Of Almost sounded a bit daisy at them, though. I did a little bit curious orangey at, uh, at the same time, also. But uh, madness considering this was basically the last album actually, the last album they ever recorded <laughs> just before he, before he passed off his mortal call. And it's up against this uncle happy song, but he seems pretty happy through most of this. <laughs> he's like he's laughing oh, <laughs> a laughing. lot. Um, Alistair couples versus jobless mid 30s, interesting one, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's, it's all <laughs> over the place, you know, they kind of like flipping from like sounding a bit like Sabbath to sounding a bit like Johnny Cash to you know like some surfy grooves and yeah, it's all over in the mix um, Some of the backing vocals are, are really good as well uh, you know, Along with all the, the laughing It was going on About really reminded me of uh, I don't know if you've ever heard it Diary of a Madman uh, The Kenneth Williams version of it The radio drama mm-hmm. That is so fucking off its hits It's unbelievable oh, the, uh, But the yeah
1: goal, The Go story The, uh,
0: the Russian you know, I, I'm, I'm the King of Spain All that kind of shit Wow okay. yeah. uh, Kenneth Williams version exactly. is well worth checking out I definitely going yeah. to
1: check that out
0: Oh yeah, no, like the production on the Williams version is brilliant. I think it's the BBC one, uh, like for BBC Radio, from probably like late seventies, early eighties. But uh, the the Couples versus Jobless Mid thirties is work of art. I mean, uh, uh, Tiny Tim mentioned Day in the Life before. I think this one's like a lot more like Day in the Life because the way it shifts and moves and. yeah, they they're touching a lot of um, yeah, a lot of interesting areas, aren't there? So it's, it's well worth checking out if if you're interested. It's not like you know dead straightforward forward uh,
2: Have a list to this one. Indeed, indeed. Um, Metal E Smith, I think uh, Phil uh, threatened a, a list somewhere along the line. It's big riff metal and it sounds like a collage of of all the lads' best metal riffs. (laughs) He does say he left them to their own devices because I I seem to remember them saying here in Mel in particular that they were mostly in metal bands and, and kind of hard rock bands and kind of tell from some other stuff. But um, this is them just indulging their metal fantasies. Although all that's missing is some sh- some proper shredding from Greenway. That would have that would have <laughs> like, like a seven minute guitar solo, but uh, but he goes more for the doomy, you know, sludgy end of the metal um, spectrum. Forever aimless. It just feels like it goes on for days and days and days because each section's only like thirty <laughs> seconds long or something. So you're like fifteen sections and then you're like half. Way through the song, um, but strange and beautiful in a cool way. Um, and the, Smith is laughing, and then samples of him laughing, and then laughing over the samples. And gargoyle legs are droopy. Sea quality next they jet upwardly. BT ranted laughter. His grin is elf. Probably not the actual lyrics, but again, Sterling work over at the annotated fall. Um, he says something. Smith says, um, "I left the lads in the studio, and that's just them having fun." We got about seven songs out of it at Castleford and I uh, savaged three or four of them and stuck them together uh, good stuff indeed and what does Tim think? Not
1: Masterpiece really? well not but I love it, it's like a prog epic got fucked up on something and birthed this in a filthy cupboard under the stairs in the witch house, hi whoo I can't think of anything else like it, it's rich and surprising all the way through the way the vocals stack up, the little interjections everywhere, it's just a delight I might pick to have this played. at my funeral to see who loved me enough to sit through it
2: beautiful beautiful I was surprised I, I didn't think he'd have time for it but then again he is a, he's a wily cat isn't he oh, he's as contrary as the rest of it. Uh, uh, what do you reckon Philip oh, it's
1: magnificent this I, I, must, I, I had no idea I don't really know this album and so i uh, put <laughs> putting it on the first time and within a couple of minutes I'm just like, what the actual fuck is going on in this record at all it's Um. I think what the bit that surprises me the most is how operatic it is I think I'll said epic as a word it is is it has got that whole spectacle kind of sense about it all the laughing in the background like it's very chorusy, like a Greek chorus in a theatre um, I don't know what kind of fucking he's going on about in this song at all but the, the lyrics are great um, I, I think the uh, I, I kind of once I locked onto the word operatic I kind of saw it as a three-art player really and it's it's like you've got this you've got like a doomy start and then there's a there's like a bit of a Post-punky bass and drum transition, you get like a doom reprise, followed by a little goblin kind of transition, you know, like from a Dario uh, Darry and and then it goes into this rock surfy kind of exit to it all. So musically, it's utterly incoherent but works perfectly. It's uh it, it is such a collage and a proper lucky dip of a song. But um, as as with a lot of stuff, it just all magically comes together at the end and it's Endlessly entertaining. I've
2: not got bored of this song for a second. This one, right? Indeed, yeah. It's it, it keeps you interested for the whole of its runtime. Ezra, does it do it for you though? That's the big question here.
3: Oh, massively. I mean, anything with, that I'm listening to, and you know, within the first couple of minutes, if the if the phrase "hot prog mess" comes through my mind, I'll probably really like it. And this is on the hottest prog messes that's <laughs> ever crossed my desk. It, it, it's it's been interesting really because i've been holding off listening to the last few albums until we get around to doing that for the podcast but of course i've heard the songs that we've talked about off these albums and with new facts emerge it's been really because if i'm remembering correctly there are not actually that many tracks on it and the stuff we've heard so far that has that i've remembered has been the first track segue if i'm right which is basically marky e. smith Kind of um, tinking a wine bottle with a glass and the Victoria train station massacre and maybe Zittrick Man, which are both okay, but kind of slight, I think. And nine out of 10, which is a track I would rate very highly. Yeah. Um, And this, and this is fucking brilliant. It's an absolute mogadon of a track. And it's also this. I wouldn't, I mean, Metalie Smith is also maybe a part of it, but for me it's part of the micro genre of couples' songs. We've got another one coming up today, Married Two Kids, and then we've got My Ex Classmate's Kids, and I'm pretty sure there's quite a few more around there. So all really fucking good. Ezra, uh, yeah. Ezra my predominantly, uh,
0: in that antidepressants for, for cats.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, his grin is elf Makes ten copies To his mother spouse She tortures him In big house Don't forget that Birthday Look at me kids Is irrelevant To your latent sex And shock your lizard Indeed I think that's from Act 2
2: Act 2 scene 6, six Scene 28 um, Yeah I think at this point We've listened to a good chunk of them Because I think there's only Grounds boy Maybe folder all left But we've listened to Segway Brilla de facto uh, Zitrick man Gibbous Gibson Um Gibbs Gibson went through, but there's not many songs gone gone through. But I think this one's got a chance. But um, this up against pretty much the opposite end of the spectrum from about five or six years earlier from Earthsat's GB, a not very well loved fall album. Um, a song delivered by our delightful Eleni. Let's have a listen. Mm-hmm. What can we say? It's a it's a delightful tune and it's another Eleni tune that you bastards are gonna vote out. Um what can I say? I voted for all of them, whether it's the right stuff, whether it's um the other one she did. <laughs> 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 I think she does three or four, right? What, what was the um, the right stuff was is one. She sings on the on Trouwig, but on the alternate alternate version. Um what's the other one she does that I'm thinking of? Not doing well tonight. With names and things. He had a anyway, rough night, mate. He's had a rough night, hasn't he? Oh, he has. Bloody has, hasn't he? Anyway, nice muted keys. The boys are now behaving themselves. They got all the metal out of their system six years in the future. And uh, this is a very Nico esque. It's, it's very much like something off that uh, Chelsea Girls are one of the early Nico albums. Mez wailing away in the background. Um, apparently, Mark called Eleni up from the studio. I'm not sure why she wasn't there uh, and asked her to sing it over the phone so she improvised this tune over the phone it doesn't sound like that but uh, I'm not going to accuse her of telling porky anyway it's brilliant I love Eleni even though you people don't And I think I'd, I would I want more I've said this before I'm going to say it again unfortunately they'd split before um, the band did before Mark passed but I really wonder what uh, when the, Imper- the boys continued under the name Imperial real wax would have, what would have happened if it had been Eleni there and they would have maybe focused a bit more on her stuff and then balanced out with some others pretty brilliant Eleni we need we need you to make some records she probably made a bunch that we don't know about her. yeah because
1: yeah. didn't what's his first Uh, I can't remember what his name isn't the DJ we had on WFMU didn't, he? My, my, is, yeah. Brian, didn't Brian. he didn't he say that Eleni had been on his show promoting some, so I'm sure she
2: has I some think she's promoting her radio show um, I'm oh, going to have a yeah. look I know um, she's done Some music in the past But I don't got know some these.
3: stuff Up on Bandcamp recently I listened to it Okay, okay.
2: Delightful Yeah yeah Well uh, yeah, yeah. Share us that list that, uh, that if you can I'll have a look for it um, But Enough about What I think What does Phil Ruby think?
1: Yeah It's very pretty this It's uh, I, I've made some Of the same notes That you have Really In terms of that Kind of Nico vibe That was the first thing That it, it reminded me of But it's It's a very uh, It's very prettily constructed. Pop song and it does everything it needs to do. It's got that nice. I think it's been played on the keyboard actually, but I've written bass trill down there um, that just keeps the chorus nicely bouncing along. Um, it really reminded me of a bit of like Scottish pop, that kind of uh, tone. Maybe like Aztec Camera or something like that kind of uh, arrangement of the music uh, was like guitar is is used a bit more as texture rather than uh, anything more uh, acute in the in the mix. Um, I really like that wash backing vocal that Mez puts on I think it just gives the track something else much like the keyboard gets used in the early days just to lift it I think that works really well on this um, so it's I think it's a deceptively simple song I think it's it's really very uh, beautiful to listen to um, and it's a shame that it's going to get absolutely smashed now in this competition
2: it is a shame I think what you're saying there makes a lot of sense that um, the Nico stuff is very very influential on thing, people like Bell and so Sebastian, for sure like a lot of their early songs are lifted wholesale from from her and and that whole scene yeah uh all the delgados cover obscure and all those kind of uh people yeah delightful. it's not much,
1: it's not it's not stuff i really got into myself but i had a mate who was properly into it so i, I feel like i'm aware of that stuff without knowing it into yeah. Uh,
2: was it me no I thought we were friends <laughs> I met Greg from the pool Oh yeah, he loves it. Al- Alistair, what do you make of this?
0: I remember a lot of this stuff, like the, the camera obscure and all that kind of stuff from He Used to be, uh, you know, giving him sessions left, right, and centre. Um, never really did it much for me, though, to tell the truth. But you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Does that matter? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good one. Like you know, I I did write down Nico, myself, and my notes, Like um, so, I think we're all kind of like yeah, we 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 we'll, we'll all come from the same kind of direction on our, our analysis of this one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, a really sort of well accomplished pop song. Um, but I always have it in my head though. Every time I hear a song that's going about why can't you see, like it's like, well, you know, if you're blind and you're listening to this song, it's like they're
2: taking the piss out, you ain't it? Yes, facts. He's spitting facts today, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> So, Nico lived in Manchester for a good junk of time and she lived with the John people Club, Club yeah. right? right. And, uh... and
0: and and with uh, yeah, did Welsh Block, um, Hunter Velvet Hunter, no, well, I, hum-
2: What's his
0: name? John Kale. John Kale. Um, when backing
2: keeps Mac. from my drummer. Right. Very yeah. good. Um, didn't uh, know the uh, spell. <laughs> <done. laughs> Brahma and uh, Una Baines were the support band. Were her backing band for a good chunk of time in the 80s. Were Blue Orchids, right? So there's a very strong Paul Nico connection there anyway, but this is much, much later. And um, Ezra, what uh, does this one do for you?
3: Very pretty, very lovely. I would put it on the marquee sentimental list for sure, although of course it is the magnificent Eleni providing the vocals here. I I would assume that when she says I improvised it over the phone, she meant she improvised the melody and the music, not the actual words, because I think if you could improvise those words on the spot, then you would probably be um, making a living off of just turning up and like improvising kind of really nice pop songs at the drop of a of a hat, because that would be very impressive, I think. Um, and yeah, the kind of Marky Smith, like <laughs> Marky Smith doing an impersonation of a drunken person in love <laughs> or just being a drunken person in love. And I mean, by drunken, I mean very shit-faced, <laughs> just going, oh, <laughs> in the background is really just, Fucking glorious as well um, Yeah very nice Very very
2: nice So Phil was probably right to uh, Try and force us to Put this up against uh, I can hear the uh, taking off uh, But uh, it was shut down by Discourse Jew, And so we're sticking with it The vote is needed <sighs> Sadly again it's not going to go well For non- non-Smith Singing songs I don't think So I'm going to start off, And I'm going to have a happy song Alistair I know uh i can count on your support here which way are you going
3: yeah yeah couples versus jobless mid-30s
2: <laughs> <laughs> <The best>. um <laughs> esther which way are you going
3: yeah i'm going for um my ex-classmates versus
1: um married
2: very good philip <laughs> philip it's a done deal isn't it sadly <laughs> it is it is uh i can't it's, it's a better
1: song couples is the better
2: song and happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Disco Stu, which way is he going? Let's see which way he's gone.
1: He's given happy two and a half. He's given couples versus jobless ten.
2: So couples <laughs> goes through, takes us to the thinner. So all of Eleni's songs are out, but we should do a special on um, songs. Yeah. Songs not sung by Smith. There's enough good stuff in there we can we can pad out this this run of podcast episodes without without stuff. But we're now up against um, we're now into the third showdown, which is the B side from Go. In my house, and, and a song taken from the Luciani play, Markle Sinkers
1: 1987. The world was rained with spats of blood, the victim cast again, and yet, par on.
2: Well, indeed. It will so indeed. Shall I play a little bit later on with the drama yeah, of that? Aye. Very sweet indeed. Um, Philip, Michael, sinkers
1: Uh Yeah, I've been totally blown away by this track, uh, to be totally honest with you, this week. it's uh, It surprised me massively. Uh, I mean, it starts off, and it's a fairly almost joy division kind of uh dark, uh, urban vibe. And, and sneakily from nowhere, it's like, what the fuck is this jazz going on? Uh, it really, really took me by a surprise. Um, I think it's, it's, it's strange as well that we've got this and the next track, which are very sort of piano interesting tracks. Um, I'm assuming it's, uh, the Pam Piper extraordinaire who's, who's playing
2: this. I'm guessing uh, so, because Marsha's on there, but we've not heard that, that kind of dex, dexterity from, uh, no, from a very, very accomplished jazz piano
1: playing in the background. And it's, it's just not what you expect from the fall at all. It's so anti the brute style we're much more familiar with um but there's the, the break in it I, I thought it was very Captain Beef and that comes into it which which again kind of just comes from nowhere they just drop it in and the whole st- I know that the kind of whole vibe of the Friends thing is about experimenting with song structures and it, it works beautifully on this they really really do pull it off and um, it's a very unusual structure uh, the arrangement's quite odd it all comes together though it really is hand in glove all the way through um Um, I I love this strange world that they create. It feels very late night and elegant. Mark is not doing anything particularly different to what he normally does, but it all works really well, all glues together. And I can't really think of much else like this apart from how uh on Extra kit which I don't think works as well as this song. I think this is a much, much better showing for that that kind of approach. Um so again it's another outlier as far as I'm concerned, but one that is just just another little treat to listen to, really.
2: Yeah, Interestingly, so I um, shot out early because of the nice piano stuff that's going on in uh, Married Two Kids, which is very unusual for that era. Uh, I put it out on Twitter and uh, Danny ne- never never sleeps on a on a fall question. He's jumped in and, and <laughs> says that uh, uh Simon Rogers and Craig Leonga credit on Code Selfish for production. So I'm guessing that it's Rogers on that one as well. So I think the piano on both of these tracks is, is the pan piper that uh, playing to his strengths i guess yeah. so that yeah. tracks i um ezra what do you make to uh markle sinkers yeah it's
3: very fascinating very fascinating i like i was driven to hunt down this track a while ago because of the title markle sinker so i was like <laughs> that's you could you could put that in a can and sell it you know what a what a great way what a great title for a fall track And, yeah, you're completely blindsided by the kind of, like, prog rock blues that you hear and, like, this, like, yeah, this competent keyboard playing as well. And... It kind of seems like he, well, I'm pretty sure he's just singing about his own, uh, experiences of depression, which is also kind of a rarity for, you know, for him to get so kind of like, like, here we go. A message mesmerized on all English breath. The crux pretty grasped, yet mostly misunderstood. Mark will sing us. I am desolate. I live the black and blue of the night depression comes now and again, once in a blue moon. He points backwards. Thus, Mark will sink us. So, yeah, I mean, to my mind, it seems very much like he's singing about the experience of depression, and in such a kind of comparatively, I mean, if we compare it to the the previous uh, couples versus Jobless Mid thirties, you, you know, I mean, it's pretty plain talking. Even my new house. So, but yeah. A th- Fucking great piece of music!
2: It is. I was thinking this playlist. If somebody didn't really know The Fall and they just knew those first few years, everything up to Slates, which Mark Fisher said is the only stuff you need. <laughs> it's like okay, the earliest song on here is craigness which is what '84. So they'd already been going like seven or eight years at that point. By which point most bands are done. Everything on this on this playlist is that plus the next twenty-five years. And taking off doesn't really do it for me. Maybe. I don't need that cover of I Can Hear the Grass Grow spoilers but the first six songs on this playlist you play them to somebody is a little uh, it's like you would love the fall after hearing these six songs unless caveat unless you're an idiot um,
1: that's the stock I've <laughs> no, tr- no
2: true no uh, true no true Scotsman <laughs> fallacy um, no true music fan could listen to these songs and not think they're brilliant uh, Alistair what do you think of, oh just before we go on so the, the title um, is a brilliant play- on what is Michael Synkers, but it but it apparently does relate to the Archbishop Paul Marcinkus, who's a, one of the main characters in his Luciani play. Me and Phil have been digging uh, digging deep into that. Um, this this does come from Luciani, so I wonder um, I wonder how much uh, what you're saying, Ezra, is true. How much of it is him bearing his heart on his sleeve, and how much of it is him playing a character? But we'll never. Maybe know. He's in character. He'll never tell us though. and, and maybe the character is a. Bit Bit more of himself than he wants to admit, but it is very honest stuff. from a man who played his cards close to his chest, and more than once, people will have said, "Markle thinkers, uh, his choices." Alistair, did you reckon to this little ditty?
0: Yeah, I, I always thought it was kind of like um, about how Mark Smith was a liability in the band, sort of attitude towards him. But uh, I never really liked listening to the lyrics uh, too much anywhere. Um, they pick up on the, the comment film made about the. the break instead of beef i I wrote wrote down zapper-esque um because it has got that kind of like slightly jazzy chord in it you know that gives it that feel um but generally i I don't it's all right it's it's a nice bit slow spacious groove going on there but it don't do a great deal for me it's um a little dull uh for, for my tests um but I, I love Pinky and Perky, so, you know, we used to comment on, on Tess there. <laughs> um, yeah, in all this, it's, it's alright, but it, it's not outstanding. Uh, and the piano on this one and the next one, that's the thing that really ruins it for me.
1: Jules Holland. Very Jules
0: Holland, yeah. A bit of a bit too Very too Island, yeah. Bit, bit madness, yeah. It uh, is ready, actually. At least
2: um, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so, last week we didn't do a show because I went watching Pavement, and they were really, really good. And this, like, if you listen to Pavement's last album, Terror Twilight, this would fit perfectly on there with Magma singing instead of Smith it is because they always get accused of ripping off early fall and that scratchy stuff and I don't necessarily think it's intentional although they do have a song called The Hex on there so they, he's still obviously uh,
1: was listening
2: um, but yeah this this kind of like um, nice kind of faux zapper-ish spidery guitar lines that are slightly wonky over a jazzy-ish backing this um, um, it's beautiful And that bass line Which, yeah Very Joy Division Even something like A slowed down version Of something like The classical Or one of those Early kind of tracks um, It's it's fantastic It's beautiful And the fact that It was just Again Hidden away on a B-side To a single Non-album single And appeared in the play That was never Made available Anywhere uh, Absolutely brilliant And um, yeah If it does have A connection To Mars Incas, The Archbishop who is in charge of the Vatican Bank and essentially Boiler's murdered Pope, <laughs> the Pope of three three days <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, lyrics are beautiful and it's hard to get where they're coming from and and yeah, like maybe he is playing, uh, oh this is a character but letting a little bit of the mask slip um, who knows, and another song according to the Reformation site uh, where Mark refers to himself uh, last commands of MES via Xyloth Rep, the reckoning visitation of American Poet pad slanking and latchkey kid being the others you you sleeping with some hippie halfway who thinks he's Mr. Mark Smith is still one of my very top and most of the pop and most lyrics so we didn't hear once again in my oversight and excitement I didn't find out what Tim thought of um happy song but let's have a double bill what do you think of, of these two
1: yeah so you got his vote before but he says for happy I rolled my eyes when I saw this on the playlist but I have to admit that it's really quite good I said in the chat Yesterday, it sounds like a long lost Pete Doherty song from an alternative universe, sort of longing for a lost Albion through the lens of St. Etienne. It's so much better than the right stuff, much more assured and settled in. I like it a lot. Delightful. And then he's put for Markle Sinkos. Another absolute classic. It's like some of the stuff of Friends, but not shit. I have on the 45 that came with the initial pressing of Friends, and inside the record, there's some press clippings about the fall from various times. One talks about a show in the 90s where Mark collapsed and was carried off stage. Another 70s, 90s res- retrospective uh, on them from a newspaper. When I picked it up along with a few other records, this guy in the shop told me Mark Riley had sold to him. Don't if I believe it. Anyway, the song, it has that lax feeling of steak place, but no cheese. Quiet and considered and sounds like, uh, sounds kind of like Post sketch that has been expanded into a a bit of poetry. The way the bass changes and drops down is amazing. The jazz descending piano scale.
2: Lovely. Lovely indeed. It is, uh, have we heard from everyone there? Yeah. All right, good, good. It is up against Married Two Kids of Code Selfish, 1992. <laughs>
0: Was in a hotel in Notting Hill Gates Now in 1992 Staying in a hotel in Notting Hill Gates
2: Well, it's 1969, okay. Now, last year I was 21 and I didn't have a lot of fun. Now I'm going to be 22 and I say, Oh my, and a boo hoo. Oh <laughs> Alistair, what do you make of it? was of? the summer around
1: 69.
2: What do you <laughs> make of this song?
0: I'm not that keen on the album, really. Like you know, and uh, normally go, oh yeah, I'm not that keen on this album, but this one's all right. Uh, but no, it's the piano. I kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, you know, quite like the bass line and the drums. You uh, say it's not like dead imaginative, but yeah, the, the piano. It's just a bit borderline madness feel to it. Um, uh, what I can work out from the lyrics seem quite amusing, um, but generally I'm I'm a bit kind of like meh with it. Uh, but again, mostly because of the, the the piano, which just uh,
2: it's horrible. Not horrible. buffoon. <laughs> 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 <You're the> <laughs> Ezra, come on, give us some facts.
3: Yeah, you know I like I like the piano. Myself, but I like that kind of cheesy shit. You know, I'm not going to apologise for it. I, I like it, and it's interesting that this is also another kind of bluesy one, and we're back into this nominal category of full tracks, which uh, at least have references to marriage in the title. I'm not sure if anything on couples versus jobless actually addresses the union. I would have to do further research <laughs> to.
1: <make sure laughs> of them. He's um, yeah, he's more than yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, you know, this track Yeah, it, it's interesting that it's kind of bluesy Along with Michael um, um And it's I, I think it's kind of a bit slight Really, you know, I, I do like The uh, Married Two Kids I pretend to go to work, got a portafax, aftershave like mustard, two pints of lager do me in, and the spirit of man is a pub I go in, I'm married, two kids, have a peculiar goatish smell, I'm a long-winded article, I get livid, Married two kids. It's pretty much the whole song. And so, yeah, you know, those are some quite nice words. I do like the aftershave mustard thing going on there. <laughs>
2: At some point he went from the middle mass Being like the worst thing To just married people Being the worst (laughs) thing He, He honed in on what it was um, yeah it's, it comes in the guitar is nice and twangy that staccato-ish piano uh, some unnecessary rungo guitars going on in the background perfunctory if somewhat funky sigh it's nice but I don't I don't think there's a huge amount to it um, after I'd listened to it and realised that that foot opening of Gambit reminded me of 1969 I just went off a list of the Stooges for a bit what else can I say uh, good play. hi yep. what um, do you reckon someone <laughs> well, I
1: tell you I think because I, I went on a slightly different angle with this because when it starts off the, the whole production sound of the record has this dire stretch shit that's that's playing here. It's got a very odd middle of the road kind of feel to it. Um but then when that second guitar comes in it suddenly dawned on me what it was what it was actually reminding me of I think the song and the arrangement would fit perfectly on uh, an album like Lodger by David Bowie Um, I thought this song that opening lyric as well about where he's he's rhyming the year with Notting Hill Gate, and then he puts the next year in and he still says Notting Hill Gate. I thought it'd be a really funny line actually to see him sing with David Bowie. And I thought of all the songs that we've done so far where I've heard a bit of Bowie in it, this is the one that I'd actually like to do a duet on. I think this would have been a fun song for them to do it together. And I think that second guitar just sounds like rip off him. It's this exactly the same guitar tone. Um, uh, so it, it, I just got lost on that thought experiment with it really, which I thought was quite funny in terms of, you know, we saw what David Bowie could do with Mick Jagger, it was frankly awful. Um, and what he could do with Queen, which is great. So, Bing I, Crosby, I mean, being Crosby, we'll not talk about, it, but um, I, I it would be great to see because I think Smithy did have a soft spot for David Bowie, didn't he? I think he's one of the people. In- what about that one Bowie did with uh Michael Jackson? Sorry to interject.
2: I don't think David Bowie did anything
1: with Michael Jackson. Jackson. He's making stuff. I was trying to trick me, well, Bowie didn't yeah. do one. Oh, yeah, Bully. all right,
3: okay,
0: I'll shut up now. No, I didn't. He? Yesterday, something about um Bowie and Jackson, it was like, um, uh, Jackson was like really, really young at the time. He was asking Bobby about his dance moves. So like trying to
1: sort of like pick up from from that. Like <laughs> when Galileo dropped the orange. Um mm-hmm. so I I, I I I'm sympathetic to Al's view about the piano on this. Uh I don't actually think it's as accomplished as the last one. I think it's it's a bit uh more straightforward. And I did wonder if it was actually Marshall Schofield playing piano on this uh parts of it. Um but obviously I'll i go to the wisdom of the group on that. Um yeah, and then the drums just don't do anything. Do they? they just they just do a beat all the way through with like yeah. there's no signaling of any change whatsoever. So it is a bit lackluster. It is a bit lackluster in general. Uh and I'm I'm not saying it's the best thing. It's like bread, but I enjoyed I did enjoy it this percent of this, um, because that Orkney lyric made me laugh, and I enjoyed the thought experiment of David Bowie and Marquis Smith what that dynamic would be like. Brilliant. Um yes. That's all I have to say. You may what, continue. What about Tim? <laughs> uh he has uh fine. A voice and reason. Uh, have I not read this already? I have. I'll read it again. Fine but a bit basic and sort of like a less accomplished version of Michael Sinker's Replacing Atmosphere and Gravitas for lounge and cheese. Lyrics are funny in places, but don't make it anything worth listening to, Mike.
2: Yeah, we've not heard that, but uh to be honest, it's as uh insipid as the song let's have a let's have a let's have a listen <laughs> he really needs to pull his fucking thing right doesn't he listen he's trying not everyone can make it through the, very trying. the he's very trying he's very I, trying We don't, don't have hard, to converted with these fucking messages from a disembodied voice listen let's take a vote this should be an easy one michael sinkers or whatever that other thing one's called um ezra which way you <laughs> It's where you're going. Michael Sinkers. Good lad. Phil. Michael Sinkers. Hi, Alistair. Michael Sinkers. And likewise from me and Timothy. I already make it clear. Oh, yeah. You.
1: Michael Sinkers. It's solid. a route.
2: It's a route oh, We're coming to the last show at the end of the evening. The... Right.
1: Before we play this next
2: one, yes. let's get a cover
1: through. Let's put a cover through just a wide Alistair. Up. <laughs> I <guess> five <if> <laughs> covers
2: gone through already. Who, who paid for this political broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> My name
1: is Phil Rugby and I improved this message. Lots
2: of covers have gone through, at least three or four. I'm going to find out which ones they are while you're playing this. Go on. All right. It's, it's beautiful, it's nice, but is it necessary, Ezra?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I really love this one it, It's it's one of the full covers where I think I might actually prefer their version to the original I mean, I do like the drumming on the original But like those, yeah, the kind of vocal harmonies are quite a big turn off And luckily there's no multi-tracking of Marky Smith's voice on the cover um, although maybe they should have been. That, that's an interesting thought experiment um, to ponder. And I'm going to. I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, really nice.
2: Indeed, the auto tune. He can. He can uh, get Anne Coates in. Who is was the uh, backing vocalist for the Smiths. You remember? Um, what does Alistair think? Well, that's what's really on all our minds.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's covering it. Um, and it's. I don't think it's just got to the original by a, a long way. It's just, like they kind of like diluted it. missing loads of detail just that, like, simplified version of it, you know, it's like it couldn't be asked, uh, But, yeah, the, the, uh, the song title, like, any yeah, other grass grow, kind of, uh, there's certain bands that, that were around, like, um, athletes, uh, Coldplay Travis, they always used to sort of, like, describe as being, uh, like, the sound of grass growing, because uh, that's about as interesting as it got. Uh, but, yeah, it's a cover uh, and not a brilliant one.
2: It is a cover and not a brilliant one, but from my research, I think we've actually put... Six covers through, yeah. Anyone want to oh, guess that, at what they are?
0: Despite like my best efforts. <laughs> well,
2: uh, the monks one gone. Funnel of love, Punnel yeah. of love, love, love went out badly, but Higgle music. not went out as well.
0: Higgledy pigledy went through. That's a crime. Higgledy uh,
2: pigledy went through. I come and stand at your door. Um, Ibis Afro Man which I'm counting, not really, can't really count that. That's one. not a cover. No, okay. Come and stand at your door. Higgledy die Popcorn double feature. Hark, mm, the herald really. angels sing, which is trad arranged fall and uh mm. Jerusalem which is uh you know debatable yeah. but uh that's put also a
1: few i yeah, no, sorry
2: uh well this piece of shit's not going through so you can finally show up right now. Phil what do you think <laughs> of this? This is us?
1: fun. This is fun loads of energy. I think you'd be very harsh on it and they, and Al to be fair. I think it, it, it's it's straight from the get it's loads of energy but it's it is simplified but you know it's simplified for the best reasons I think just to give it a bit more more energy and a bit more the kick. incompetence
2: of the musicians <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's rocking and rolling it, it, my, it's, it might be a bit super ass, do you know what I mean it's, it's produced a bit like it's all
2: that
1: <laughs> kind of sound effects in the background just to kind of make it pop a little bit more uh, but I, I think it's doing the business it's fun singing along the chorus It's I, I wouldn't be annoyed if they played it live and I was at the gigs I, I, I think it's a fun song they do a fun version of it.
2: well I would be annoyed wasting pinching a living as uh, it's quite nice. I mean, I love the original. I love the move. love anything to do with the. Roy Woods, Roy Wizzy Wizzy and, um, and his partner in crime in the ELOs. All Jeff that stuff. Love all that stuff. Um, it's a meaty cover of a. Did you say you're more
1: Roy Woods or Jeff Lynn? Um, I'm I'm Jeff,
2: more Jeff Lynn. I'm thinking. Okay. But uh, I think I said a few weeks ago that fellow who does the history of rock music and 500 songs. He did. Um, I'm his,
3: totally ignorant about all of this.
2: Roy Woods went on Doing yeah, I don't
3: know again. anything About the move I haven't I haven't looked Into it So oh, they, they were, they
2: were in The it Idol a... race The Idol race Which they all Covered when they Did that birthday Which was sung By uh, that um, Female vocalist For one of their peel, peel sessions I think Um So yeah It's a very Interesting story And that followed The history of Rock music And five songs Does the whole Kind of deal Of Roy Wood Meeting Jeff Lynne And then it Becoming ELO Via the move And the Idol race And uh, Wood going off Into Wizard and stuff uh, Brilliant though All that stuff is great. Um, The Fall, yeah, do a fucking shitty photocopy of it in a pub rock style. And um, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. Really nice. But yeah, why not? I won't. I'm not going to stop them having their fun. I just wonder what it would sound like if it was a duet with David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be fun. All right. Tim's got no time for this, though. Come on. What's Uh... you think? Uh, well it goes to show you what you know a
1: fine and fun cover of a good original but it's all in that I like the psychedelic nods in the production
2: yeah he's been altogether too nice tonight I'm not really sure maybe he's saving up all I his think he,
1: I think he's been getting so I think yeah. that's what it boils down like to sounds like a
2: man on the on the receiving end of some uh, I, I, he's saving all his iris up for this last song though isn't he so let's have a listen <laughs> have, we, have we heard what everyone thinks mm-hmm. yeah, think so, uh, good yeah. um, let's have a listen to taking off off ersatz gb our second treat from that album this evening, 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what we all think About this song Shall we What do I think Tell us what you think bro What do I think More meaty And generic lad stuff Smith's having a go He's trying to pull it out the fire But even Elaine is phased Keys cannot raise it From the dirge Dull fall The worst of all crimes This is exactly why Ursat at GB Has a bad reputation Although I do like the lyrics 6pm Bongello complexion Take it off Stress at 4 is for bed Silence 6pm Bongello completion. true servant to stress take it off to chef ersatz ersatz invest GB 8pm tidy Italian echoed camps oh, I mean it's beautiful he's having, he's having a go with the lad Smith but the rest of them they're not helping him at all um Ezra are you with me or against me on this
3: yeah it's it's the one that's stuck in my mind the least although while I'm existing in the same spaces, it I'm always kind of thinking oh this is some pleasant kind of like space rocking going on here and i I just love the bongella complexion to completion arc i think that's <laughs> fantastic um and and you know I, I think I'd forgotten about bongella so it was a nice way to be reminded of that little treat from back in the homeland
2: well if if uh... be, yeah a pretty interesting
1: track come on Al, we can pitch in together and send in some bongella well <laughs> the thing
2: is that he may very soon if uh if the news on a grapevine <laughs> anything to be heard of he may be experienced bongella far more than he ever wants to, oh, to. Yeah. the beauty i love bongella love the taste of it I don't, e- I don't even need ulcers to get to have a good old bongella rub <laughs> but you get some vicks vapor rub on your chest some albus oil up your nose some bongella on your gums slamming in on motion Exactly. Yeah,
0: and a bit of salt to finish it all off. <laughs> uh,
2: Alistair, what about you?
0: What about me? Um, yeah, what
2: about you? <laughs>
0: um, what about you, shithead? Um, yeah, I thought it started off like really unpromising. You know, it's guitar riff that just doesn't sound promising at all and really kind of like polite drums. Uh, and the synth was kind of like bog standard, but... Yeah, once they're uh, wiring the distortion, uh, kick in with the guitar and the, the drums get a bit more rowdy, it gets more interesting. And yeah, it does get a bit kind of like space rocky, kind of like some of the uh, the textures in it, you know. i um, uh, it's all right. It's not, not as bad as some of you fellas are making it out to be.
2: Listen, it's late stage in the game here. It's all to play for. And there's no no easy games anymore. Philip, love this, don't you?
1: Uh, when it comes on, I thought the police had come on. It's the production on the tune. The start is very flat, naff, and a bit sort of boring. And then um, it does get better as it goes on. I'll give you that. Uh, but. I just thought for me, the music was just really passive. It's not like it, it doesn't take center stage at any point. It gets louder and it gets noisier, but it doesn't really do anything of note, anything of interest, nothing to grab me. I did think Mez was good on it. I think Mez does do a good showing on it, but when the, when the guitar gets, gets angry, it's like it goes into U2 mode. It's, it's like it's channeling edge and then he drops like some guitar harmonics on as well. And it's like, it's just a bit too far that night. Um, so I,
2: I, I didn't really enjoy this, and uh, yeah, not for me. This one, no, Greenway's finest moment, but uh, he's not solely to blame. Nobody's bringing their A game. We all have off days, we all have off, mm. off days. Come on, come on, lads, we, we won't hold it against you. It's an early finish, that one, isn't it? It's, yeah, I tell you what, you finish now, you go on, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll not put this on the album, is it? if I can, like, <laughs> oh, shit, this is this is better than all the other stuff we've got. I guess. Imagine what way. I imagine if anything Went in the bin For us That's GB Oof. Not much Not much has, has anything gone through Off that record Monorail girlfriend. Monocard uh, Cosmos 7 went through And Age of that's Chang classic. Went through It did It went through Age of fucking Chang Age of Chang Went through
1: Jesus Christ We've just knocked out Eleni's tracks And fucking Age of Chang
2: Age of Chang It beat a summer Sun. Get a summer Sun going
1: <laughs> The early gonna enjoy days Enjoy knocking that out Next time
2: Get a song. My song going, get remember, remember that? Do you remember that one from that years ago? It's getting warmer, years ago, isn't it? Um, yeah, coming up for a second birthday. Maybe some of you lads will pay me for some of the things at one point as so. well. Yeah, right. I'll edit that bit. We don't want anyone to know that you're all skin See you yeah, next year. <laughs> <laughs> what, what. do we do now? Have I done it? Have we done everything? Tim not told us what he thinks, has he? Uh, no, I don't
1: think he has. Do you want to know? I do very much so. Very much so. This one, this one, this one is a bit psyche too and a bit tricky for me to pin down it's almost polite but it does have a really good groove and some great Elainey work and atmospherics I always enjoy it when it's on but it's like it dissipates into the ether when it's done there's some great vocal quirks on it too everything sounds really integrated on the recording totally unlike a lot of to the stitched together sounding
2: stuff from the later era good I think yeah I don't know he seems to be off in his uh... I, th-
1: I don't know how he's feeling though yeah you're around and seeing so he's all right. No, oh,
2: just getting to someone else. Just it. on the on the council What? Uh, yeah, so we have to vote now, don't we? Although it I believe like... so. I'm not what? so sure. I'm 70 episodes
1: <laughs> in double digits.
2: <laughs> it's double digits. Well done. I can hear the grass grow or taking off, regretting not letting Phil switch these around at this point. Um, I'm do- I'm splitting my vote. These are both not good enough to go through. First time, um, stand by it, Alistair. Get rid of the covers. <laughs> oh. Okay, like an ideologue, isn't he? What about Ezra?
3: You I'm going for taking it off just because of the uh, Bongella complexion completion. Oh la la,
2: nice Philip. It's the wrong
1: choice, but I, I I can I can at least go along with your reasoning there as Uh, no, I'm going for I can hear the grass grow. So Tim to take it to the fingers. He has
2: gone. I can hear one take off two point seven five. So taking off somehow goes through travesty. So uh, that means that taking off goes through as does Michael sinkers. Couples versus jobless mid thirties and Craigness. Oh, it has been a, a good evening and some uh, some cup upsets along the way. How about uh, you, chaps? Let's uh, indulge ourselves for a minute. What's your um, What's your highlight of the evening? It's a toss up
1: for me between Craigness and couples. I really, really enjoy listening to Craigness every time, but couples is just just bonkersness, and I I love every second of
2: it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I'll uh, I'll grant you that, Ezra. How about you?
1: Yeah, Craigness
3: and my new house, which I hadn't really given that much time to until until this week, and I think it's an absolute bopper.
2: Yeah, Craigness and Markle Sinkers really together as uh, two low key, wonky fall things, uh, songs that I wasn't massively familiar with. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it, Alistair, About yourself?
0: Yeah, a couple of guns. Uh, I mean, like the first Rain was you know two really strong songs, and
2: uh, yeah, the uh, couples versus jobless mid thirties is Was quite interesting Indeed So that's it For this season Mostly in our Regular episodes We're going to Wrap up next week With a final special So that's um, All the way From your future Our clutter Ursatz, GB Remit Sublingual tablet And new facts emerge Five Counting Five albums To uh, swim deeply In this week If that's not too much And uh... That's going to be A real challenge actually i <laughs> 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 a well-timed whimper What we'll do I'll, put, I'll do some studio trickery We'll do three next week And yeah. then we'll, we'll do We'll do two the week after How's that sound? That sounds Future Clutter That's being and remit And then we won't tell any of these listeners But we'll stitch them together at the end Like uh, one big old <laughs> thing And then we're going to try uh, that Patreon thing If you can see here We're going to have a go at maybe doing uh, Talking about a couple of live records That we may or may not use For a Patreon thing here uh, we'll do that in a yeah, couple of okay. weeks a but anyway I'll send the list round and um thanks for all your time and energy and love and I hope you we'll make it. Love, I after, hope, it I hope you warm, all make it sweet warm love mm. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>